0: This edition of Once in a Blue Moon Podcast is brought to you by The Film List Podcast with Heath Solo. We thank Heath for putting this podcast on his feed. And don't forget, if you have a list of favorite films, TV shows, anything, send the list to Heath, thefilmlist at gmail.com. This podcast will spoil aspects of the following shows, Parks and Rec, Community, The Walking Dead, Doctor Who, Supernatural, and Game of Thrones. If you're not current with any of these television shows, you may want to avoid this podcast.
1: Welcome to the Blue Moon Podcast. I'm today's host, Camille, and I have Donald and Matt here, and we're going to talk about a few TV shows, such as Parks and Rec, Community, The Walking Dead, and Doctor Who. And if you aren't caught up to any of those shows... Beware, there are spoilers. So I wanted to start off with Parks. Um, that would be with me and Donald. So um, I guess I just wanted to initially state that overall I'm kind of back and forth with, with Parks and Rec. Um, I think I'm having some issues with character writing, maybe specifically Leslie. Um, so I'm kind of I don't know. I'm on, I'm on the boat and rocking back and forth about the show. So I was just kind of curious where you're at with it, Donald. Like, um, I don't know. Have you been kind of getting the same thing, or are you more or less just kind of, you know, just going with it, as if you will?
2: Um, can you be more specific about the problems you have with Leslie? Because I might have something
1: to add to it. I think specifically, it kind of comes down to. I guess, lack of progress in her character. Like, she doesn't really... Like, she has goals and these things are achieved and these kind of really awesome things happen to her. But it doesn't really seem like her character is changing because of it, you know? Not for the better or the worse. It's just she's still the same character that we've kind of interacted with since the very beginning. And so it's just very... It's very strange to see how little... You know, the main character has kind of developed versus all the people around her because I feel like we're getting development from almost every other character, you know, like, and just the fact that she's still kind of stuck in this kind of same tonality, same personality thing. It's just little, it's kind of weird and it's getting like, you know, the same joke each time. It's just getting kind of old in a sense and. It's just, I, that's kind of how I, I'm viewing, like, her character, and it's getting to a point where, for me, it's hard to ignore now, you know?
2: You have a great point with that. It's almost like she's, um, her, all her development is stuff that she's doing, but the character itself isn't necessarily growing or changing, but you can't notice that with, with almost every other character, even with Rod, how he's, I think his biggest progression has been uh, letting someone else into his life, which uh, yeah. seems like... Yes. And it's going in a different, definitely different direction than some of his exes that we've seen, but, you know, one of my biggest problems, uh, I know everyone's going crazy on Twitter about the Ben and Leslie relationship, how they love it and everything, but I don't necessarily have a problem with it working because I can see how it works. Um, my biggest problem with it was the wedding, you know, how they did the rushed wedding or whatever. And to me, yeah. I didn't fit in with, with the characters. You know, it was a perfect thing to do with, uh, you know, April and Andy because it worked with their characters. But I don't see Leslie settling for, you know, like a, a rushed wedding or something like that. I see... Yeah, definitely. ...going all out. And it's so, it made it feel kind of rushed to me. Like, let's just get this out of the way so we can get back to formula. That's, that's sort of what it felt like to me. And I kind of discount.
1: Yeah, it was very kind of half-assed in a sense. And, you know... <laughs> with Leslie's character it's just like you would not expect that kind of behavior and, and it kind of goes against you know everything that we know and everything that we kind of see in her and so for it to be just like all right let's do it tonight let's just you know kind of throw our hands up and just say forget it we're gonna take this night as the opportunity and it's it just seemed a little forced like, I definitely see what you're saying forced and, and very rushed and it maybe it could have been a better wedding. I don't know. I guess it's all up to interpretation. But I think when it came down to it, it was a nice, just straightforward thing. But I don't know. I, I am kind of insulted for the lack of planning and the lack of yeah. kind of effort that was put into it. Because, I don't know, I feel like that's such a big deal for that character to kind of have that happen. And then it just overnight, you know, it kind of happens. Um. That was very aggravating. I mean, it was a nice wedding, but overall, I didn't think it fit what Leslie is and how she is. And it was just kind of seemed a little outlandish in a way, even for that type of setting. So, but um, I I like the bachelor party, the episode, I think before all that stuff happened, like that was probably one of my favorite episodes of the season, just because like you got this really great intimate moment with all the guys and you finally get like a guy night out with all these really awesome, like well-developed male characters in the show, and being able to see these different types of things about them—and so intimate, or maybe not intimate at all—it was just really, really nice and really well done. That was probably one of the best ones so far, I think. Um, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm.
2: It was almost like you got a, a taste of um, a taste of everyone in there. Uh, I like, especially like Tom, how he always. has these like weird things that he's into (laughs) yeah the bar where you get like a shot of vodka like a a flash of light
1: (laughs) yeah like it just and i loved how each each um kind of each place represented very strongly those characters and like even to what they decided that they wanted to eat you know it was just like so yeah it was just so like kind of like, they they knew who, like, you knew who you were, like, dealing with just by the setting and the food and all that. And I thought that was really sweet and it was good. I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. I feel like they put a lot of effort in. I feel like they put more effort into that episode than, like, the wedding episode. <laughs> but, um yeah. And then the whole thing with Anne and this baby, like, I don't even know what to think about that. I mean, we've been bitching all this time about it, and now it's like, well, I guess she has a place now in the show.
2: (laughs) I don't know what's going on with that. Like, seriously, that's... I I don't know. And then, um, doesn't it seem like... Because she did end up choosing Chris, right? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't it seem like he's expecting his role to be bigger in that than she might think?
1: Yeah, that's that's one thing I'm, I'm curious about now. It seems like they're kind of pushing for those two to kind of interact with it more than it just being like i'm you know donating this it's like he wants to it seems like he wants to play the role and it's yeah. i'm wondering if that's what they're kind of moving forward to to ship them for good but i don't know i've always been a big fan of those two but i'm not sure if that's where they're going but it definitely feels like you know like he when the episode where he's like like kind of practicing with tom and he's like you know, he just has these little moments with them, and he's like, "I think you know, you could see it. Like he's like considering the notion of being a father. That's kind of, yeah. it's kind of interesting to see like how that'll play out. I don't know. It's weird. I'm, yeah. Go ahead.
2: Well, what I got from that was that Anne just wanted a guy just to do, you know, what a guy does, and then she wanted to raise the baby. But I don't, I don't think she even mentioned any thing about having a father figure or anything. I just. I got the impression yeah. she just wanted to do it by herself, but then you see Chris, and he's, like, all excited about it, so I don't know if that, that's going to clash yeah.
0: or... They
1: didn't really, that. Yeah, they didn't really specify, like, where that's going to... where that puts those two, but maybe we'll, we'll probably get more of that, you know, in the upcoming episodes, but... I'm, I'm, I don't know. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I didn't really buy either how it took one episode for her to realize that, you know, like... It just seems like that's a big decision and for it to be easily kind of discovered, it's like, oh, I guess I want kids. <laughs> you know, I don't know. That show's kind of, like I said, I've been very back and forth about it. Um,
2: it's yeah. It's kind weird to see that almost like they exhausted the formula and they are just kind of searching, trying to feel what the next progression of the show is going to be.
1: Yeah, I definitely see that. and Oh, and, and the whole thing with What's Andy? Andy's like whole failure, the like, cop thing. It's, it's I'm kind of surprised, but not really. Like I thought they would, you know, for happy ending sake, have him get the job, and then the fact that he didn't was such a interesting little twist on the whole situation. So I'm like, oh, so there's a dose of reality in the show, you know.
2: <laughs> for me, I was kind of torn because it's that's really a realistic ending to that sort of storyline. Yeah, exactly. I mean, really, real, 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 Andy is kind of stupid. and That's the sort <laughs> of thing that, that you like about his character, is that he's, he's, he's right. really stupid. And uh, in order for him to actually become a cop, like, he would have to almost ditch that part of his character. And I don't think that that's probably something you want to do as like a final arc for the show. Because you don't want... You, you. If you ditch that stupidity, you, you pretty much ditch the character itself and you're going to ditch his likability along with it.
1: Exactly. That's so why I was like, wow, they actually went through with it because it just seems so unlikely with the type of you know, kind of the, the character that he is and what kind of character he'd have to be to play that role. And then yeah. and it's just it's just it's just the nature of it, you know. But now,
2: I could see it, Andy like like compromising and maybe becoming like a goofy security guard or like yeah. a, a private eye or something like that, but not a cop.
1: Exactly. I mean, like, I was dying when he was, like, talking to the cop about, you know, answering the cop's questions. And it was just so ridiculous, his answers. It's just like, oh, my goodness, it's not what you should say. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I don't know. It's it's like you said, the show's been up and down and I don't know. I'm just kind of like, I'll, I'll see where it ends and see how... That kind of resonates, and we'll move forward or leave it leave it alone, depending on direction. But it really does feel like the show's like losing kind of focus or losing their main point. So they're kind of testing all these other things out. I don't know if that'll be to the, their advantage, but I guess it's only a matter of time and just kind of seeing what happens and going along with it. Um, but that's all I got for <laughs> for Parks this this time around. Um, you have anything Where else tied? Uh, oh, not this week apparently. It's I think I think the next one is next week. I know it's in April sometime, which will well, it's like right around the corner, so I'm assuming and hoping next week, but not this week. Unfortunately. Not today. Um,
2: not
1: today. <laughs> no, it's not. And I don't even understand that whole thing, but that's a whole other set of issues (laughs) um so yeah i'm i'm good with that if you are
2: i'm good
1: so community it's back and i don't know it's just like i don't want to hate it and i don't want to say that i absolutely love it i'm just kind of going with it and just not expecting a whole lot (laughs) and you know i'm I feel like that's the right thing to do, for me at least, because there's not a whole lot of things happening that make the show very interesting at the moment. I don't know. I I feel like the characters have been exhausted to the point where it's just too predictable. And I feel like they're trying to do something different. Maybe with like Jeff, they're giving him a little more open-mindedness and willingness to do things that he hasn't been able to do or accomplish but, like, other than that, like, I just, I don't know how to feel about it, dude. Like, <laughs> what's going on with community?
2: I never saw it after, as a, a a show that goes on, like everyone says, six seasons in a movie or whatever. Because it's a show that, that every year just instantly gets more and more goofy until it sort of parodies itself. And that it's already, like, well, it's a yeah. self-parody stage. So I, exactly. I, I would honestly like to see it just kind of wrap up rather than you know get into a, an area where it's just ridiculous but um there actually was a good episode I liked the the Changnesia episode that was a to me that was like a highlight of the season already because everything else is just kind of it's been on in the background for me and oh there's one or yeah. two jokes that I actually looked up for but uh, I actually really enjoyed the Chinese episode it felt like old community
1: yeah it was it was interesting I actually rewatched that one today it's just, like, it kind of reestablishes characters and kind of gives you a little, like, little flashback into how the characters used to interact or, you know, their little goofiness that they lost with the first couple seasons. So it was nice to kind of get that feeling back, but, like, overall, there's just not, there's not much for it. Like, I mean, I I don't want to see the show go, but at the same time, like, it wouldn't hurt me or upset me with the direction it's going, you know. And I, I kind of blame this on the past the the past seasons because all this stuff just feels so used. It feels like it's just been worn thin, and it's just not. It doesn't sparkle like it used to. Like they just they wore it out. It's it's not there anymore, which sucks. But yeah. I don't know.
2: And they're they're obviously saving the whole Jeff and Annie thing. It seems to be what the only constant shipper that's been going on for a while. But it's. It's like they're saving that one, so they're doing all kinds of stupid stuff with Troy and and Britta, which I don't even understand.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's really weird. So <laughs> and I, I don't know if if you know this is intentional, but like the episode where um, where Jeff goes to see his dad, it's just like they had this weird moment with him and Britta, and I'm like please do not tease this. Like, you have something awesome happening with Annie. Just <laughs> let it go. Just yeah. let that happen. Don't ruin it. <laughs> so, I don't you know. know. I, I, I have always been a big fan of those two, like um, Annie and Jeff. It's just a matter of it actually happening. So, <laughs> we'll see, I guess. And um, then we're
2: supposed to lose Chevy Chase pretty soon, right?
1: yeah I'm pretty sure he's out either at the end of the season or this is his last season. I don't know the fine details of that, but he will be gone at some point in time. but yeah, we'll see about that i'm just i'm I'm waiting for it to feel genuine. It just doesn't feel genuine like it used to and, and like I said I don't really hate it it's just it's it's just the it same stuff that not. we've seen before yeah it's it's definitely in this weird, awkward phase of either growing to be something maybe better or completely falling down to burn. So I guess we'll see in, in enough time <laughs> which route it decides to take. But, yeah. Um, moving past that, we have exciting Walking Dead. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Snarfest for you, Matt.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you I mean first of all could the signpost at the end of the road be any more obvious in terms of you know where this season's going and second of all couldn't they have made something interesting happen between now and then I mean that's the way I felt since yeah. the whole first episode since they came back
1: like the only real thing I really enjoyed since they've come back has been the small amount of you know human characteristics in Michelle like they, they slowly and it, when I they very slowly have been giving her, you know, more lines to say and less grimacing. But it's like, Jesus, like, why is she going to like be a person in the group? Like, I, I can't believe it's taken this long. And I'm just I'm so aggravated because there's so much potential there and it, it's not being utilized. And it's taken this whole time to even get her to be real realized in the group and for her to realize her position in the group. And it's just like wh- what it take so long to get here. Like it's just a staring contest with everyone right now. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I
0: guess for me, I guess the most interesting character has been Milton.
1: Yeah. He's, he's been playing an interesting role, but again, it's just like, we don't see them often enough to keep it interesting overall
0: in the story. That's true. Know? That's true. How about you, Donald?
2: Yeah, he's he's pretty much gonna die. I mean, <laughs> I don't see, him <laughs> oh see anything else happening, <laughs> and that, that's the only reason they're developing him so that we would care when he died. <laughs> but, pretty um, much, yeah, on that on that side at least, yeah, he's he's been interesting. We've seen a couple of a couple of characters. Um, like I couldn't I couldn't picture their names, but when they show their faces, you're like, oh yeah, they're they're over there with Andrea and the uh, the mayor or whatever his name is and um uh, the governor, but um. I don't care about anybody on that side. All I care about is, you know, we, we, we know we're going to get a war, so let's just see the carnage. You know, let's just see who's going to die. Um, but yeah, there's some, there's some interesting stuff happening uh, in the prison uh, as far as, you know, what, what's going on with Rick's character. He seems like he's calmed down now. He went through his crazy phase, which yeah. really makes much sense to me either, but uh, it's not a dictatorship yeah. anymore, which I think that's a pretty... A pretty big move for the group. Um, the stuff with Carl, I really enjoyed the Carl episode. But like you guys said, that, that was just sort of um, sort of putting Michonne in the group, saying, okay, well, yeah, she's Carl gonna you know vouch for. Her. Yeah, she's she could be one of us. And you know, and getting the picture. And uh, really, other than that, that was all it was. And then uh, this last episode just really upset me. It didn't make any sense. I don't know what the script looked like or anything, but what was the whole point of Merle taking her all the way over there and then just cutting her loose? Like that was just a waste of time. If they wanted to do a scene with those two they could have just done it, like had them go on a mission or whatever. But yeah, he, yeah. he kidnaps her, I'm gonna bring her to the governor and then yeah, I brought you like six hundred miles away from the prison, now I'm gonna cut you loose and you can walk back just to fill time. Then she's back in like two seconds. It just it didn't make sense. It just seemed like, it seemed like okay, we know Merle's going to die, so let's have him connect with this character so we can find out a little more about him, even though it doesn't make any sense, you know, what he's doing. Um, and we just want this emotional moment between him and Daryl at the end. thats It seemed like they knew what they wanted to do, which was fine. It was a good ending, but the, the way they got to it just didn't really make much sense to me.
1: Yeah, even even it seemed like the position of where they put that episode, because I don't know if they did that to have kind of this backlash reaction out of Daryl. Like maybe that's why they put it so close to the finale, because they want him to, you know, lose his shit or something during the episode or not be stable during this whole thing. But it's just like if that's not if that isn't really how he's going to react I'm going to be kind of upset seeing as though that could have been an episode that kind of built more on the foundation of what's about to happen because we're going to get like maybe a half hour worth of information maybe even less that we need to know. And the rest is probably going to be filler. You know, I'm just kind of, I wish there was some consistency in how the show has been flowing because the first half felt pretty good. You know, I felt like the season started really strong and then it kind of, you know, kind of faded a little bit, and then was on back and forth, and then just completely dropped off. And then it was just now I'm kind of like, well, well how long are we going to be playing these these games? Like, just give me something. I don't know. It's a mess.
0: Well, I, and I think the mess starts at the top. Look at the 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 serious run of showrunners that they've gone through uh, just in three seasons of this show. It doesn't. Um, a different person takes over the reins and they try to change things and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And for the most part um, for the most part it hasn't. Um, the, the, the thing that I, I feel really worse about this and I had a conversation with our friend Ken from the Cripples, Bastards and Broken Things podcast it, you know we both feel like that maybe this show is trying to be something that it shouldn't try to be. Like um, you know it, it's like they're trying to do these character things but they they fall short and uh, the, the instead the character development becomes filler rather than what I think their intent is which is for this show to be kind of like a lost or kind of like a another show where where you you really invest in these characters um, we both kind of came to the conclusion that maybe this should just be a western you know <laughs> and, and and make it much less about all of this crap that we're seeing and and much more about uh you know just the action try you know let it let it be what it really ought to be and i know that maybe some comic book fans would not be very happy with that i've never read the comics so i don't know how much character investment there is in the comics i know that there's been large deviations in what's going on from what i've read from other people but i just i i, I feel like you know they they never have found out figured out what this show works best as. And, um, when, when they try to do, when they try to do character stuff like they did with the farm season, you know, people got mad. Um, and then when they, when they try to use character stuff when, to to fill in in between the, the action stuff, people get mad. You know, they, I think they just need to abandon trying to do both and do one or the other.
1: Definitely, I can see that. Are, have you read most of the comics, Donald?
2: Yeah, I pretty much read
1: them all. I yeah, I only know like I only know things certain like specific details or you know really big spoilers, unfortunately. But it just it seems like there's a lot more kind of like anything goes. There's there's basically that's just what the comics are from what it seems like. Um. anything goes anyone's the anyone can die at any time anyone can get injured whatever and they play it so safe in their show and they hold on to these characters that probably should be gone like i love daryl but he was a character that probably should have died way earlier than you know than still being alive so it's just the kind of you know they they don't really know when to let go of certain characters and certain characters they just let go too soon or you know, it's just this weird kind of combination of both. So
2: they're they're very bold. Uh, there's a lot, lot more tension, and yeah, it's a lot more of you don't know somebody's gonna gonna live. It's not necessarily a safety um, stuff that's going on in the you uh, know the show, which is understandable because the show can't be the comic. It can't work the same, right. so they need to find their own sort of rhythm. But they're still trying to. Follow the somewhat of the plot of the of the books, and it's just it's not working. Like you, we talked about last time, you end up with a lot of characters whose motivation seems questionable because mm-hmm. it's sort of like they're looking at the comic and saying, "Well, the character did this in the comics, so they have to do it in the show." But let's change this. But when you change something, it's sort of like the butterfly effect; it doesn't work the yeah. same. So they they need to just. I don't know if it's it's like Matt said, where they're constantly changing. Showrunners, so maybe you know certain plans don't get planned out the um, same, or you know, a lot of things change quicker, or but it just seems like they need to sit down and map this out a lot better.
1: And, and I think the thing that works the best for the show is the action, you know, the, the action along with this kind of outside force of zombies. I mean, when when it comes down to it at the end of the day, you know, zombies aren't the threat it's always going to be human beings unfortunately zombies are a threat and they do kind of make survival a lot a lot more difficult in in this world but when it comes down to it the show has proven that like the real threat are the people that are threatening your safety not the zombies because at least with a zombie you know its intentions you know its instinct but with you know like the governor he's crazy we you don't know what he's Willing, Well, we kind of know what he's willing to do, but just the fact that he's so unpredictable and it's like it always comes down to the humans are way more dangerous than anything else. It's our it's our weakest, you know, our, our strongest and weakest point is ourselves. So, I mean, it, and and the action and the tension between the two main characters, Rick and the governor, you know, it's good. But when there's so much space in between, it just feels like it takes forever to get to the point. It feels like takes forever for them to even speak so it's like you know we just kind of i really think the show would use a lot it, it would get a lot more out of everything that they do if there was more action in between maybe maybe having something at stake more often and have it actually happen where something actually really deteriorates the group or puts a damper on something instead of it being this possibility but then nothing really happens so I don't know, that show needs a lot of help. (laughs) They need need a lot of help. And I know, like, it's such an obvious thing, but, like, you know, Andrea's, like, the biggest example. Like, I I don't even know where to start and end with her. Um, It's just, I I don't get what they kind of... I I I guess I want to understand, like, why people like her, because I hear there's a lot of people that do like Andrea, so... I don't really know kind of what the scope is on that. I mean, what are your thoughts towards Andrea Matt?
0: Well, I think in the beginning, I really liked Andrea and, but I found less and less reason to even care about Andrea is really what's happened to me in the last mm-hmm. season is the fact that it's not that um, it's not that uh, I don't want to like her or I do want to like her. It's just that it's like, well, man, it, you know, it, it, almost everything Andrea is involved in, from a storyline standpoint, seems I I walk away from it, seeming like that was a waste of my time. Um, <laughs> right. And and it, it's that doesn't make me dislike the character really, but it does make me dislike the the treatment of her character. Mm-hmm. I think Lori Holden's doing a great job with what she's given. I, I but I, I but I can't. Uh, man, I I sure don't like what she's given.
1: Definitely agree there. Um, and obviously, Donald, <laughs> you don't like Andrea.
2: <laughs> I think I think Matt, Matt said it best. It's just the stuff she's doing, it's like, she seems like, oh, I'm a smart character, but the stuff she's doing is all stupid. Like, why is she even still so over there? Why is she just not back with the group? I don't right. know. She's playing, a, she's playing mediator between the two, but almost like she's protecting all the people. Like, she bonded so well with the people, but the only time we've ever seen her, you know, talking to him when she's clashing with them, but are going in the, the governor? I mean, I don't see right. any reason for her to still be over there. She should just come back with the group and say, you know, I'm with you guys. Can't one thing that
1: care. kind of, right. One thing that kind of bothered me with her, with her kind of change of heart about the whole situation and with the governor was it. See, I, I don't really know if, if this was interpreted this way or if this was meant to be interpreted this way, but during the scene when she's setting up the meeting with Rick and the Governor and she kind of finds out about the governor's little thing with um what's her name? Uh Herschel's daughter, where he kinda like teases at the idea of doing something sexual to her. Like for me that seemed to be the point where she kind of was like, Oh, well, you know what, forget him. Like, he's doing this stuff to this girl. And it seemed kind of like for me, it just seemed very, very like, so that's the reason you're going to be upset with him. And that's why you're going against him, not because he's doing all this other crazy, psychotic stuff, but the fact that, you know, he went and kind of messed around or teased the idea with some other woman. like, And and, and maybe to the extent that also it was borderline rape, but just like the fact that that's the thing that got her upset at the governor was kind of like are you that absent-minded or, I don't know, maybe maybe I've interpreted that wrong, but that that really bothered me because it seemed like that was the reason she kind of, like, said, well, wow, the governor probably is really messed up, you know, and just, I didn't, I didn't, it was just not, it was very frustrating, like, I I don't know. It seemed like really bad motivation to kind of just turn your back for the fact that there's all these other really hard proof evidence that this dude is crazy. But, you know, something like that just kind of, oh, well, I guess, I guess I'll just kind of turn my back on him now. It was just, it was really weird. And like like you said, Matt, it's just, you know, the stuff that they give her just is not resonating well with her character. And it's very, very frustrating to watch, especially with her on screen. Because it's like, oh, now we have to deal with this, <laughs> this mess, this hot mess. agreed yeah I don't know Um, do y'all have any other things to say about the walking dead outside of Andrea
2: yeah there was this really stupid thing that that gave me a problem maybe you guys can explain it to me but the scene where they're watching the the governor like from that vent and they're like upstairs but before that he's like she's like I'm going to kill him I'm going to kill him and then he's like, you'll never get close enough to him. And then she has like a clear shot at him and he stops her. I'm like, I don't understand any of that. He just kind of disappears anyway. I don't understand, like, if she wanted to kill him, she could just go kill him. She has, like, other than what, you know, the last the last few events that we've seen, she had a clear path to him at any time. She wants yeah. to kill him. But it's just, stuff like that, it's just, it makes me so frustrated with this show because it's, we all know what's going to happen. It's no secret. And it's almost like they're telling us, oh, we're going to save this, you know. Let's have the governor hate Rick and go up there and then, you know, shoot up the place and not killing anyone except for one guy who, you know, is obviously just uh, extra. He didn't have any purpose in the show whatsoever. Uh Let's just kill him, release some zombies, and then, you know, go. Oh, now let's have him meet Rick in this, you know, abandoned building. You know, sort of Western-like, like Matt you know, it was saying the show should be. Let's have him meet him at it. You know, talk and like cr- try to create this sort of Breaking Bad type of tension, but you know that's going to happen because there's still like four episodes left. So you don't right. really, you know, you don't really <laughs> care about anything. It's just a lot of just stalling. That just it really, I don't want to beat the horse over the head with the Friends or whatever you say that, but it's just a lot of stuff that just frustrates me so much. The show could be so much better.
1: Yeah, um, I I read a tweet that you you know, said about The Walking Dead, how it would be more productive if they were half hour long episodes because then they wouldn't have time to, you know, have filler. Like they needed to get just to the point. And I think that's such a valid, you know, a valid idea and and statement because they have so much time to kind of do nothing with that they do nothing with it. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, I feel like the last couple episodes could have been condensed into like, maybe an episode or maybe two episodes. Like it's just been a handful where it's like this stuff could have been all into one thing. And you know, all these, these little staring contests we have and the lack of communication. It's just, I I don't, for me, it's not really adding much to the scene or the character or, you know, the tone of the overall story. And it's just kind of like how much longer are we going to do this? And I don't know.
0: You know, I, I totally agree with that, Camille. I wonder, you know, if from a showrunner standpoint, if these guys are looking at, well, first of all, you know, they got to do an hour because AMC is probably saying, you know, we want to sell that ad time. Right. Uh, and it and it was set up that way originally anyway. So I'm sure they don't want to deviate from what they feel is their formula. Nonetheless, um wouldn't it have been much nicer to have like the the big thing that we know is coming up in the finale here? Uh, to be uh, happen in the middle of the second half of the season, and then move on to the next part of the storyline. Why did why do they have to? Uh, why do they have to do all of this filling? Is it because they feel like they're in? And I hate to compare it to Lost again, but do they feel like they're in a Damon and Carlton situation where now they don't know how long the series is going to go, and so they're trying to stretch things out, and, and ultimately making some of these middle seasons bad?
1: I hope not. I mean. Why i it just the idea of it intentionally being something that they don't really I don't know just it being bad like them I mean like okay, we're gonna go this far and we're gonna do this little just so we can it, it just i I would hate to know that that would be some kind of truth to it you know like i I'd hope that's not the case, but definitely feels like that as as a fan and you know, as just a TV watcher. It's like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. I I don't think I've seen anything this, like... I don't know. Because, like, Breaking Bad can kind of be like that. Like, last season, it was really long, and things were just like, you should be getting to the point now. And maybe that's just how AMC operates with their people in charge. I don't know how it works, but... It's just... I don't know. Maybe the long, slow kill is what they're going for, and just with a show that has such great action scenes and very little of it, you'd think they'd add more to kind of, add more flair to the show. But, I don't know. What, what do you think, Donald?
2: Yeah, yeah. it's definitely taking that Breaking that model of success and trying to apply it to a show where I think instead of 70-30 like it is, it should probably be 50-50 action and drama or action yeah. and um, tension. Because the tension, it just doesn't, you don't, when you sort of have an idea of what's going to happen and what it's leading to, the tension doesn't work as much as with Breaking Bad, where like, you, know, you don't really know, like, oh, there's going to be, like, you know, this big war at the end. Well, you're probably thinking that now with the uh, stuff they're showing you. Uh, Let's well, not get into too much into Breaking Bad, but, but like you never really know. Like, you with Breaking Bad, it's just, you know, I don't want to say that acting is so much better, but it is. But you know, yeah. the acting is good in Walking Dead. I'm not trying to take that away from it because there is some good acting, call. But there is some um, good acting <laughs> in, in The Walking Dead. It's just they're trying too much to have those, you know, like you said, steering contents and tension building moments where there's really not that much tension there.
1: Right, and I think that's basically just, and maybe they are trying to take some kind of. You know, notes from from what Breaking Bad does so well. Because, I mean, from the start, the show has always been filled with so much tension that you you get sick watching the episode. Like you're just like at the end of it, you just want to throw up or something because it's just like the, that. not just happened, you know. And the show's so good at portraying these really, really, really sad or tense or angry moments, and with Walking Dead, it just feels so disconnected and. And I think a big part of that could be the fact that either we've spent too little or too much time with certain characters to really understand what they're trying to kind of show between the two. And and like I guess it could also be a whole, a whole thing of, you know, not understanding what they're trying to portray. Maybe they don't even understand, like the writers don't understand what they're trying to portray. Because, I mean, it doesn't translate too well to the viewers, at least from people I've you know, talked about this with, it just doesn't seem like there's a overall cohesive thought about what's going on. It's not one general idea. It's all these different little ideas of what's happening. So I don't know. It's, I want it to be better. I really do. I just, I don't know if it'll get there or if it'll be too late or something. I mean, well, maybe, maybe it will just cause the show has so much kind of popularity. It won't go anywhere anytime soon, but it just, it, you would expect more for how much hype the show gets, you know, and how much funding they put into it. So I don't know. I just want it to be good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good show. I mean, we, we get on here and we crap on it almost every week or every new Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's a good show and I'd rather watch it than not. It's just, I think it's a little yeah, overrated. For sure.
1: To I agree. I think we're just like, basically, I just feel like, Maybe because we have this notion of how other shows can do these either like sci-fi or mystery or drama or whatever really well, we, we expect something so popular to have that capability. And and maybe it's us being a little too harsh on it because we do have this very high expectation. But it's like not every show can be lost or not every show can be Breaking Bad. So it's a shame. <laughs>
0: Speaking of shame.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a good segue. <laughs> what
0: what about what about Doctor Who? I mean, uh, are we gonna we're gonna find out what his name is this year?
1: I oh God. If Riversong should know it and can know it and does know it, why do we not know it? I think it's like it's so frustrating because like we have been the doctor's best companion, okay? We've never left him. <laughs> we're always watching him. We're always with him. He still hasn't told us his name. Like, it's just it's wrong. <laughs> I want to know.
0: <laughs> I I don't. I, I don't want to know his name. I think that that's part of the fun. Uh, I think that that's something that in the 50-year history of this show has been part of the fun. And I, I don't want to know.
1: I'm not upset that I don't know it. I'm just like, you don't have to rub it in my face that we don't know your name.
2: <laughs> it's okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do- Donald, what's the doctor's name, dude?
2: Um, I'm going to take a different stance. She wants to know. You don't want to know. I don't care. Because ah. what what could it possibly be? Like, Earl? I mean, at this point... <laughs> It'd be so like disappointing. We'd find out. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I think the... I think we'd the find out and who, we'd be
1: like, that's a hideous name.
2: <laughs> yeah. I oh, mean, like, boy. what's it going to change? Like, are they going to start calling him by that? No. And, I mean, so what's the... I think it's more of a, a teaser. Like you said, like something to keep the show going, keep your imagination going. But I think the Doctor Who is more of who are you? Like, as a like, what's your past? You know, this, is there some deep, dark secret that you're keeping? I think that's more of the revelation that we're going to get rather than just, you know, what's your name? Like, or why Why don't you uh, why don't you use that name anymore? Are you hiding from something? You know, that sort of deep revelation into who he is other than just my name is earl
1: but it's like you know to a degree we already know all that you know like that's already no knowledge to some level whether yeah. it's obvious or not you know so i don't know as far as as far as the new season goes i i don't really know what to think or expect anymore like i i've i like I just wanna watch it and I wanna enjoy it. I, I can't expect too much because the last couple of seasons have been just like a a very steady decline in a sense of emotional impact. So I'm just like, you know, this is just gonna be fun and hopefully you can get something enjoyable out of it. Um, I wasn't the more I think about it, I wasn't too much of a fan of the the special and the whole kind of mystery behind Oswald is already for me over the top and way too, like, you know, just I feel like I'm already getting involved in trying to figure what, what her story is. And it's like trying to figure that already. And it's like, I've, I don't even know much about this character. And like, I don't like having, I don't like being caught up in the mystery of someone without even knowing who they are really. And it's kind of what's happening. And it's I'm just like, all right, just, Please, just be gentle. (laughs) You know, like, I just want to have fun. Like, just, I want to enjoy it, and that's what I'm hoping. I don't really know if that'll be the case. I'm expecting to probably be disappointed, but come next week when we, or whenever we have the next podcast, we'll probably be in love with it, hopefully. (laughs) I don't know.
0: Well, I I will say this about Doctor Who, Um, just because I, I love... The, the just the kind of the the fun that the show presents uh, in any given episode, despite what the overall arc may be or may not. um, I probably will enjoy the season. I differ from you a little bit in opinion in the fact that I felt like Moffat caught some of the emotion of the story back in the first half of season seven. Mm -hmm. Um, That, but. Uh, the, the thing that frustrated me about that was because he made me invest in Amy and Rory at the end rather yeah. than at the beginning. Uh, I ne- and I never felt invested in Amy and Rory until at the end. Um, the other thing uh, the, with this whole Oswin thing is I, I would love to to watch um, this Jenna Louise Coleman portray whatever they give her to portray. Um, but I'm I'm kind of wondering if she's going to end up dying more times than Rory in the course of a single half season than he did throughout the whole course of his run.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm also concerned about.
0: How about you, Donald?
2: To be perfectly honest, I'm more excited about the getting back to sort of a week-to-week adventure more than I am excited about Oswin. You know, Everyone seems to be excited about Oswin, but from the two times we've seen her, it's like every time we see her, she's a different character. She doesn't remember, you know, what happened last time. So I can't get invested in someone like that. Yeah. So I mean, if that's how it's going to be. Even if she's like two or three weeks, she's the same character. and Then the next week she dies and we find a new incarnation of her. I can't get invested in that. And so what I am excited about is the week-to-week adventures because that's the sort of thing that, that I, started, when I started watching Doctor Who that excited me. And you had the single companion. Every once in a while, they pick up, you know, another person or, or a recurring character here and there. But I just think, I think Moffitt and Lynn, if Lynn or any other Moffitt fan here, they probably disagree. But I think when Moffitt took over, he set his expectations too high. And he talked about it too much. And everyone else built off of that. And they set their expectations too high. And it just, it didn't deliver with what everyone said it would be. I mean, the production is, is 100% better than it was back in the RTD days. Uh, I can't deny that. It's HD, it looks better, it has a more epic feel to it, but the stories don't seem to line up with that. They're, they're sort of way too overly complex in the beginning and way too easily answered in the end, and it just doesn't, that's not enough payoff for me. And some of the stuff still doesn't make sense honestly, if I go back and watch it but it's it's doctor who but not to complain too much about it I, I would rather Moffitt and and uh rtd had worked uh, you know a sort of 50 50 sort of thing because I think when when Moffat would write under rtd his stuff was amazing yeah,
1: yeah it, definitely
2: that's, that's plenty plenty of, of you know resume to make people over it, over hype it but when he took over, it's almost like he lost a little bit of that that magic that uh, RTD had had, and he brought his own type of magic. But they just they seem like they would be so much better together rather than just because RTD had plenty of faults that I think Moffat could have made up for, and vice versa. But I'm just I'm just not that impressed with the show anymore, and it kind of disappoints me because it was really one of my favorite shows.
1: Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that, all of that. And one thing that I, I kind of thought about recently with with how Moffat writes and operates is like it kind of feels like he's trying to make the show a kind of pop culture reference or being you know popular in and just pop culture in general. It feels like he's catering to a new set of fans, which is fine because you want to always be able to bring new people in. But it feels like he he's more concerned about having this image of the doctor looking and being cool than this nerdy, kind of really weird and strange guy that he is. And it seems like he's trying to force a personality on the doctor that doesn't necessarily feel natural in a way. It just feels very disconnected from maybe what we're used to, but it just doesn't feel like Doctor Who, like, the doctor doesn't feel like the doctor. He feels like someone who is trying to play too cool for school type thing, <laughs> and it's just very frustrating. Because in, in, at the end of the day, we're like, we all know you're a big nerd. Like <laughs> you can't lie to anyone about that. So that—that's my problem with Mafet, I think, or at least this last couple of seasons.
0: I I feel like one of the big things that's a problem with the show in general is just the fact that it is uh, so long-lived. You look at all of the creators in the 60s, 70s, 80s, um, all of the showrunners then, they targeted a a, a pretty specific audience, and that audience kind of moved on, and they would do it, and fans would go back and look again at nostalgia for whatever reason. Then RTD kind of brought in this whole thing about you know, a a more serialized kind of look. Even though it was week to week, there was still more of a kind of serialized type of look outside maybe like the Key to Time uh, from the classic series. But what you end up with is then you get a guy like a Moffat who's grown up on Doctor Who and says, well, that kind of Doctor Who doesn't entertain me so much anymore, so I'm going to make it the kind of Doctor Who that's going to entertain me. Uh, which appeals to an audience like a, a Lynn or or what have you, but it, it, to me it also loses some of the essence of what Doctor Who was originally about.
2: Right, it's just
1: all over the place. I I I want to give Moffat the credit that he deserves because you know, like you're saying, he he definitely provided really great great episodes when he was under RTD. I mean, some of my favorite episodes of RTD era was from Moffat. So it's like he can write and he knows how to put soul into episodes. But I I don't really understand what changed drastically to kind of, I don't know, it just feels like he's a totally different writer compared to RTD days when he was writing the episodes. So, I mean, obviously you don't really know what the cause is, but it's definitely way different from what it felt like back then.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would take a, a girl in the fireplace or a silence in the library over just about anything yep. that he's done since season series five. I would take those two over <laughs> just about anything. And that,
1: yeah, and, and those are were, like the best.
2: <laughs> yeah, people were sort of like, oh, we're going to have these every week now. And I was excited about that too, but I don't know. I, I think the, the episode with the TARDIS was a really good episode, but at the same time, it didn't, didn't necessarily have a sort of time travel feel like that Moffat is known for. And when he has tried to do those sort of time travel things, it, it always turns out sort of more cheesy and, and easy than, you know, complicated and, and makes you think like the, you know, Signs of the Library are another another episode that he's done this. So it's like, I don't understand it. It's like a totally different writer. And honestly, I'm wondering if that's because of not having, you know, the RTD's writing staff or RTD himself sort of, saying, well, let's try this or, or that or not. Because I did hear, I think it was Lynn that told us that that Artie told them to, that, you know, you have free reign when you write an episode, do whatever you want. But now he has free reign, and I'm not seeing that caliber of, of writing anymore.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a different, it feels different, it looks different, it's just different. And for the sake of our, our opinions, it's, it's not a good difference. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean there's millions of people that love it still and it's still a good show. It's just I don't know. I just <laughs> it's just not the same. Maybe that's a problem. And I'm sure over the years a lot of people have said the same every time the doctor changed or every time a showrunner would change, but it's just it's not the same.
1: Yeah. I mean I like I said just hope hope for the best. Hope I can enjoy this next season, but You know, I was I had high hopes for last season, hoping that it would be this kind of more free as you go, do whatever episode each week. And it just wasn't that impressive. And, you know, maybe the fault of mine is to kind of or the fault of mine is having too much expectation of what I've seen from him in the past and hoping to have that recreated each time. I mean, not every episode can be amazing. But at the same time, I want to be able to at least get lost in the world instead of kind of feeling awkward and feeling like something just isn't what it should be. And, I'm, you know, of course, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to try my best to be a little less harsh on on the Doctor Who that I have been for the past couple of years. But we'll we'll see what, what comes of it. I just I know that I just want to love it again. And I'm not at that place where I used to be. And I just want to be able to get to that level, at least to care enough about the show where it moves me in some, in some level instead of frustrates me.
0: Agreed. Hey, I got a couple of quick questions for you guys, and we can edit this out if you haven't watched it. So are, are either of you current with Supernatural right now? I uh-huh. am. We'll just, I'll just ask one question, Donald. Did you, did you like the latest cast episode? Not this week, but the last week, the, where they found the tablet, and uh, and it looks like cast kind of reset.
2: Um, I don't know about this show anymore, honestly, because uh, it's probably a show that, that's gone on way too long. But I don't really know what they're doing this year. It doesn't. It seems like it's it's like sort of a continuation of the same story from last year. Yeah, and, um, well,
0: it's almost like they have two seasonal arcs within a season. You know, the whole Benny-Amelia thing, which didn't make a whole lot of sense. I liked the Benny thing the first half of the season. Yeah. Um, I wasn't really all that strong about the Amelia thing. Um, but I can't help. They Somehow that has to figure back in towards the end here, right?
2: I would think so. But yeah, they, I'm, did, I'm, they did something like that, I want to say, a few seasons ago with this... Um, Demon lady or something. She was supposed to be like the creator of all demons or something, and she just kind of went away. They killed her really easy, and that's like midway through. So I don't know. But the Crowley stuff, I, I like when he's on there and uh, that whole battle. But again, that that's sort of like The Walking Dead to me, where you know, they, you know, he's too popular, they're not going to kill him. So it's sort of like there's a standoff here and there, and then they they literally got in the car and just drove away from him. And he's a demon that can like appear anywhere. He didn't chase after him or anything. It's like they're obviously just stalling to keep the guy around and keep the his imminent battle from happening.
0: Yeah, something that you wonder if they had planned for this season, and and now because they got renewed for another season, if they're <laughs> they're putting it off again.
2: That, that's one of my problems with, with network television or even popular shows, is that they sort of uh, become held hostage by the network.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they need a definite end date for this thing so that maybe they can salvage out these last few seasons.
2: But I mean like like SkyTweet said, it, uh it's been in my life for like eight years now,
0: so I'm not just gonna stop watching it. No, me either. Me either. I mean I, I caught up with it totally this year and I, I, I loved the first five seasons. The first five oh, yeah. seasons were amazing. Um sixth season was yeah. Not so great seventh season I was okay with because of some of the guest stars um in this season I really like I said I really in the first half I really liked the Benny thing, but where's that gone uh and then uh you know now that Dean has this other tablet, I don't know where that's going.
2: it seems like they found a new tablet like every three episodes and I have no idea what's going on.
0: yeah yeah it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird wrap up this season I think. Okay, that was all I had, man, unless you have any other thoughts on Supernatural. I don't know. It's a good show. Watch it. It's a good <laughs> show. Watch it.
1: You know, speaking of end dates, I, I heard that Dexter was supposed to end this summer, and I also heard rumors now that it's not. So,
2: anyone yeah, know anything that about that? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all rumors at this point. I mean, last year they said it was getting two seasons, and then so this season coming up with... with I last, a that, yeah. when you, so, the think about it is, when you release stuff like that, like, then the ratings go up, and then the, that one probably starts to question, maybe it should get another year.
0: It's, it's a problem with a show that doesn't really have a set ending. Like, me and you, Donald, I know we're both hoping that George R. R. Martin <laughs> survives long enough to actually write an ending for the show, but at least we know that he's kind of shared with Benioff and, and Weiss Kind of in a general way, where he sees things ending up um, but so they they at least have a, somewhat of a roadmap no matter no matter how much they deviate I guess
2: yeah, I'm more worried about the show having a, a decent ending than the book at this point,
0: yeah, I understand that too me too. Camille, I mean, do you watch okay? Game of Thrones? wait what? Do you watch Game of Thrones?
1: Yeah, I'm all cut up. I cut up last season.
0: Oh, let's talk about Game of Thrones oh. then. I love to talk about <laughs> Game of Thrones. I can okay. cut this part off and put it in my podcast later.
1: Yeah, for sure, uh, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, steal it? No, uh, I won't do that. But uh, man, uh, have you guys seen like trailers and stuff? Are you watching that? Or are you trying not to?
1: I seen a teaser, but I didn't really show too much. So, like, I wanted to kind of, I wanted to really see what was happening, but. At the same time, like, I don't know any of the new characters because I haven't read the books or anything. So, um, like, it's just, it's so weird. Like, I know there's a whole set of information that's probably going to happen, but I'm so blind to it right now.
2: Well, that's good. That's a good thing, actually. (laughs)
0: Yeah, because Donald's read the third book. I haven't read the third book yet. I'm going to read the third book after the third season's over, even though season three and four, I think are both going to take up the whole of the third book and probably bring a little bit of the fourth book in. So, you know, but I'm going to go ahead and read all of the third book and just be spoiled for whatever they have in the fourth season. uh, Because like Donald said, he's more worried about the way the show ends than the book ends because they have deviated a lot between the books and the show. Yeah. In, in certain storylines. Um, but let me ask you this, Donald. Uh, as a reader of the third book, is there any one particular thing, and you don't have to get specific about it, but is there any one particular event in the book that they have to just absolutely get right in the third season?
2: Oh, yes. <laughs> There's probably, like, probably like four of them.
0: <laughs> four of them, wow.
2: Yeah, I would be really upset if like those three or four things didn't happen almost exactly.
0: Wow, right on, right
2: on. And there's already something that they, they, because of the way it's deviated, there's already a really good thing that happened that they can never do now. And maybe someday I'll be able to tell you, but, you know, there's probably too many people that would listen and get upset or something, but there's really no way it can happen now.
0: Oh, man, I I, I tell you, some of these, uh, I really like Kieran Hines, uh, the way he looks as, as Mance Rayder. This new king of the wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I love, I love that guy from, from Rome. You know, I thought he did a great job in Rome and, and he, he just really, uh, he looks really powerful on the trailers that I've seen.
1: I'm just excited to watch the show again. It's, it's been a great, like, I caught up, like I did a whole marathon almost within like a week or two and I caught caught up and I'm like, no, it's over. Cause like I caught up on the finale of last. Last year's episode. So, like, I had to wait all this time, too. And I'm like, I should have just waited and <laughs> watched it over the period of time of waiting because it felt like forever, man. I'm just so glad that it's back.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's back this weekend. And uh, there'll be lots to talk about, I'm sure. What other thoughts do you have, Donald, about uh, Game of Thrones?
2: I don't know. I'm, I'm more, I'm already kind of upset because I know. They can't fit everything from the third book into this season, which means I'm going to end up waiting over a year to see it play out. So I'm just, I'm just hoping I'm hoping that they divide it because the way the book is, it really it really builds up. So most of the things, most of the climaxes happen in the second half of the book. So I'm hoping they can sort of move some stuff around so that they can, you know, give us a good a good season that feels like it has a nice arc and a nice conclusion.
0: Yeah, I've also heard that some stuff from the fourth book has been moved up, too, um, in, in the way that... um
2: Oh, yeah, there's actually stuff from the fifth book that's in there, too, already.
0: Yeah, yeah, so... um I, I, they, I, That's got to be a tricky job, trying to combine yeah. stuff into into a timeline, you know?
2: <laughs> Mostly because of the way the books are written. There's characters you don't see for, like, two books. But when you look at it from a TV show perspective... You're, like, you're not going to have those characters or those actors waiting two years to be back on a show and not guaranteed. So you need to you need to find a way to get them in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see how that could be a real problem. It be real. I got really excited about. Um, I don't know if you saw it or not, but the um, evening of Game of Thrones panel that uh, was hosted at the Chinese Theater with all of the with a lot of the actors. That was really? funny. Peter Dink- Peter Dinklage was hilarious. You can find it on YouTube.
2: Yeah, he's good. He he's and last season was really his his sort of running running free season. It's like really all about him, and he has some really good stuff coming up too. I hope they they honor that.
0: Camille, what what were your impressions coming away from season two? What did you what did you uh, like most about it or least about it?
1: Um, I really enjoyed this kind of aspect that they like. They really put into Perspective that this that this really is a game. Like, you know, it, it seems very political and it seems very social and all these crazy kind of formats of society. But when it comes down to it, like, I like how it really felt like a game was being played. Like, it felt like, you know, when you're watching characters interact, like they were playing chess or something. You know, they're making a move each time they interacted or each threat they made or each kind of one up they got on this other character. And like, it's just so interesting to see so many people, like it's like a Chinese checker, is basically everyone's moving to get to this one spot and whoever gets there first is the winner, you know, but you know, there's all these interesting little things happening to kind of delay or help someone else or to kind of, you know, kind of manipulate or hurt someone else to draw them back, you know, keep them from getting there. And it's just, it really lives up to its name. It's beautiful. I love it.
0: <laughs> right on. Do you have a favorite character?
1: Yes, I I have a few. Um, I I love. Uh, I think it's Catherine Mama, I call her Mama Stark. Yeah. Um I love Mama Stark. She's awesome. I love Jon Snow. I love Baelish. and I love um, Tyrion. Yeah, but, like those are those are my main characters right now. So very, very into them. Oh, and I don't know. Daenerys is back and forth. Like, I, I think I like her storyline more than I like her character. But um, yeah, I, I absolutely love to hate um, the Lannisters and um, obviously the mother of Joffrey. Like, Jesus Christ, that woman is a piece of work. But yeah, it's, it's, I, I'm really, like, I, I honestly, like, heard so much about the show and I was just like, I need to watch this because everyone's talking about it. I can't go anywhere without hearing something about how awesome the show is, you know. And it was kind of like, you know, I'll never watch it, whatever. But then I was like, you know what, I'll do it. And it was just like the best decision I've ever made. <laughs> it's it's great. I love it.
0: Cool. Donald, who's your favorite characters right now? Uh, exclude your fourth and fifth book reading, though. Oh, uh,
2: that's what I was going to ask. Cause it's kind of hard to Kind of hard to do that. <laughs> as far as the show, I can I can limit myself to the show if you like. Sure. Oh, I, I like Jon Snow and probably uh, Tyrion. But if I go with the book, it's going to be like totally different than that. Yeah. Not like you.
0: I know I, I'm going to get a lot of hate from you guys on this, but my favorite character is Tyrion. I can agree with you guys on Tyrion, but I love Sansa. I think that uh, Sophie Turner is just doing a fantastic job <laughs> as, as Sansa as this troubled teenage girl who who doesn't know what to do. I think that I I really feel for Sansa in almost every scene.
1: Yeah, I I well, like hated her when when the show first began, but seeing like where she's at now and just I love that she's kind of trying to play the role even though she's horrible at it, you know, like in terms of like loving King Joffrey whatever. She, I, I love the, the drama she's in. Like, she's literally in the heart of the issue, and it's like, how is she going to react and all that? It's, it's, it's interesting. Also, I'm really intrigued by the uh, youngest, one of the younger brothers, the younger uh, Starks. I think his name is Brandon or Brendan or something like that.
0: Brand, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, Brand, Like, his storyline I'm very interested in. Um, I hope that they kind of continue to expand on his, like, kind of, that weird thing where he was like a wolf or something like that. Like I think that was really really cool. I I don't know if that's something that gets addressed, but I would like to know more about that and or just him in general. Like I feel like he's gonna be like a total badass when he gets older. Oh, and I totally forgot Arya. Like there's just so many, too many characters. Like I love everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Arya is like such an awesome little little kind of thing all in itself. Like her storyline is just awesome. Like, I think she's probably going to come up as one of the top characters in the end. Like, she's she's awesome.
0: All right. Yeah, I know. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's all I got for Game of Thrones, unless you guys have anything else.
1: Um. no, I think that's it. There's too many good characters on that show. <laughs> and too many terrible characters. But that's all I got. <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll say this. I'm, I'm really excited for Jamie this season. Mm. Interesting. He's, he's like one of the sarcastic people that you just... He's like more dangerous with his mouth than he is with his with his hands. But in this case, he's an excellent fighter, so he's probably just as dangerous.
0: <laughs> right on. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard a lot of... From a lot of uh, fans on the Game of Thrones podcast that I do that they're all like, you know, watch out for Jamie uh, coming up. You know, like, I guess, what is it, book three and season three and four will be um, a, a lot more Jamie, maybe?
2: Yeah, if you were disappointed with the lack of him in season two, where he's like locked in a cage the entire year, then you'll definitely be more, more pleased with him.
0: Cool. Excellent. All right. That's all I got for Game of Thrones. Yes.
1: Definitely ready for it. <laughs> um well I guess this concludes this podcast. Um, hopefully we'll be back sooner to talk about shows. I don't know what they'll be next, probably Dr Who who knows um, but yeah so you can follow me on Twitter at Lady Oddity and
0: follow me at musical concepts
2: I'm Donald
0: Jr.